we are back for episode eight of the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast. My name is Deontay Epps, uh, co-hosted by my brother, Dane Beasley. How are you doing on this January evening? Feels like January's gone on for like two years. It's been a long January. 31 days, man. Yeah, it's been a long January. Uh, Today's been pretty decent. Got back from the movies. Uh, probably should probably talk about that later, but it was pretty good. Still a little weird, but it's you know it's a new day. Excuse me, it's a new day. So right, new day, new opportunities. Take advantage of them, right? Yeah, yeah. So last week, well, it was on Sunday morning. Um, it still feels kind of surreal even talking about it. Yeah. Um, for those that don't know, I'm sure you know by now that, uh, NBA legend, icon, philanthropist, uh, father, husband, um, one of the greatest to ever step on the hardwood, Kobe Bryant, um, lost his life in a horrific, um, helicopter crash in Calabasas on Sunday morning. And it was one of those moments where the world just stopped. Um, yeah. I was I trying to think of where I was. I was with Karina. We were coming out of, oh, we did a, we did a wedding expo and I was getting ready to go play in our flag football game. And people, in our little text group has sent it, but you know, if it's his first year report from TMZ, mm-hmm. uh, you don't want to believe it cause it's TMZ. And then at that point I just, I was like kind of in shock and just, I like, I think I remember just closing my phone, just kind of not trying to believe everything that was being said on, on the internet. And then more reports came out and, more um, confirmations about what had occurred. And at that point it was, and even right now as I'm talking, it's just still very feel so, authentic. Yeah, man. You know, like not, not authentic, but it just doesn't feel like, yeah. It, it just feels like it's not real at this point. It still feels that way. It feels like one of those weird dreams where, like something random like this happens and um right now it's just one that you know we haven't waken up from so um yeah and to to the other victims that lost their lives including Kobe's youngest daughter Gianna Bryant who was 13 um it's it's just a very horrific and very sad man it's just it's and, you know, we talked during the week, Dane, and yeah. he asked me how I was doing, and I was just shook. I mean, I can only imagine how Vanessa and the other daughters and people close to the other families are feeling. Right. To, I, I can't even describe how I would feel in that situation. Um, it's what 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 kind of goes through your mind, and I know you kind of sh- shared your sentiments with me earlier about the situation, but when you first heard about, um, what had happened? What What were your first thoughts? Well, 
I was laying in the bed. I was holding Langston. Uh, he just fallen asleep. So I was in this weird space like, okay, I can't move. But at least I can, you know, scroll on my, you know, watch TV on my iPad and, you know, scroll on Twitter on my phone. So I didn't plan on going anywhere, moving or doing anything. I was there uh, with my kids. So scrolling through Twitter. And, of course, the the tweet might have been two or three minutes old. But it said, you know, Kobe Bryant or someone's bashing TMZ. And I was like, oh, what TMZ do this time? You know, right. I just I didn't think anything to this magnitude, at least. So then I scrolled up a little bit more and then I seen, oh, TMZ, you know, killed off Kobe Bryant. I was like, oh, that's crazy. And I thought of the right. first thing I thought about was the first time I heard. I don't think it was TMZ, but the first celebrity I remember that came to mind that they killed off was Jackie Chan. You know, um, I remember so, that. Yeah, I mean, this happened a number of times, but yeah. So I was like, okay, this can't be real. But I kept scrolling up and I kept seeing more stuff. And this was like, this was all within two minutes. These tweets were like two minutes old. So I was like, okay, surely something, if this was authentic, something from a verified account would come up. So I closed my app, reopened it back up, went to the search section of Twitter because probably one of the quicker ways to get your news is Twitter, uh, especially sports news. And course from all these unconfirmed sources apparently you know kobe bryant as well as rick fox had apparently died in in a helicopter crash and then of course that's when i got you know the little espn notification it was an unconfirmed because all it said was kobe bryant's helicopter involved in the crash you know Mm -hmm. and then right after that, it was just, I was, for about 30 minutes, I was in this place where like, no, he's not dead. We're, you know, we're going to see him at the game with the Clippers. So, you know, it, it'll be cool. And I went to his account and he, it, he hadn't tweeted anything. And so I was a little skeptical. And then about 30 minutes passed. And that's when, you know, it was basically confirmed by. You know, NBC, all you know, three-letter news networks, and it was it was a little it was it it just didn't feel weird. It it didn't feel right. It felt weird. Mm-hmm. And you know, me and you were talking, you know, over the course of those few hours, and then of course those days. But the way I was feeling was, I felt really sad. And then I felt really selfish because here I am thinking about this guy that I've never met, you know, and then it hit me when a series of tweets that I saw about, you know, at least he was with his daughter in the plane or not the plane, the the helicopter. And I was like, man, I'm sitting over here pouting about, you know, losing a sports icon of my generation when somebody has lost their husband, their brother, mm-hmm. you know, their dad, like, yeah. so. I think but, we're kind of in, in the same boat with that. Yeah. And it's, you know, like, and all I could do is just sit there and just, you know, I mean, just hold my son a little bit tighter, you know? Yeah. And my wife had, Nisi, she had no idea. She was in the kitchen. Uh, I forgot what she was doing in the kitchen. I think she might have been washing the dishes or something. And finally, you know, put him down for a brief moment and just went in there and just 
just hugged her and you know. Yeah. <sighs> it's, it's tough, man. It's just, it's it and what you had said earlier about someone you had never met but you felt like a connection to. I think that's like how everybody of course not related to Kobe or didn't have never crossed paths with him. Right. For our generation, he was our Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. And he and like whenever you, however you felt about him on the court, as far as being, if he was on, like if he was on your team, like the Lakers, right. obviously you love Kobe. And we loved him. If <laughs> right, and if you didn't, or if he was against you, you might have not loved him because he he was putting 40 50 on you every night but yeah. you respect but you, but you love to hate him you, you love right to hate right him. it's in a respectful way. yeah right exactly and perfect villain <laughs> uh, right so i think that his competitive nature who he was uh that comp- that competitive spirit on the court is what you respected about him and he always did it his way yeah which was grind every day grind hard and I actually gained more respect for him after he retired to see all the stuff that he did after he retired, uh, different businesses. He uh, opened different things to help the youth. Mm -hmm. Of course, he was helping his daughter, uh, coaching his daughter. And, like, you know, after he passed, you see all these stories that people close to him share, uh, as well as different clips. And I forgot about the old kobe commercial where he was jumping over to aston martin uh-huh <laughs> you remember yeah. that oh yeah yeah because yeah. it's the hoax and everybody's trying to disprove yeah he really yeah didn't jump. <laughs> he was on the side i was like come yeah. on man. of course he didn't it, jump over no dang aston martin but this is just the right the the legend of kobe bryant that was like one of those things like and even when he was on you know the set was it was it a commercial he did with jackass no i think he was he was actually oh, on jackass and, i saw i saw that too and I was like, man, I don't remember he did that, but I was like, okay, yeah. that's obviously fake. Like, but you know, but still, yeah. I don't know. the 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 crazy thing to me was just his legacy. You know, yeah. how he touched other athletes. Like, when the news, you know, got around, you know, after twenty four or forty eight hours, it was just overwhelming. Just to how many different sports, or not even sports, different avenues of people that he touched yeah you know of course soccer golf hockey and then seeing him pop up on like stock trading you know news channels and like i was like wait he's you know doing all this and then you know presidents and all sorts of people like wait you knew kobe too and then right it was just too much. It, I, think, I guess you could say it was like a not a sensory overload, but it was just like emotionally, like it was just man. And again, never met the dude in my uh, life. Yeah. I've only seen him on TV, but somehow it kind of like right. every time you've seen a new video, especially a Jimmy Fallon one, like that just man, right? So yeah, man. It's uh, like we're talking about this what five days after, yeah. and this still doesn't like. When you see when you know ESPN ticker shows different headlines at the bottom, and when it says Kobe Bryant's death or Kobe Bryant passes, it's, it's like, like nah. 
just still not hitting. And I can only imagine how Vanessa feels and to lose a husband crazy. and a daughter in a sense. And to all those other victims, it's, 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 it's tough. And of course, Dane and I, we send our deepest condolences, thoughts and prayers to all those involved um, whose lives were forever changed yeah. by, by this tragedy. Uh, I saw a lot of people talk about perspective mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know if you got to watch it on Tuesday because they canceled that or they rescheduled that Clippers-Lakers yeah. game. That, that was, was a good, that was a good so move. So instead, like, right, of course. Um, and then the NBA on TNT guys were all, uh, it was like a Kobe. Oh, yeah, yeah. I avoided that. Kobe and <laughs> I avoided yeah. that. I was like, nah, I, I, you ain't about to make me cry I, again. So I didn't, I'm good. I didn't, I didn't watch, I didn't watch the entire thing. But Shaq's Shaq, I did watch Shaq's because it was on Twitter, and I, I I've been with you, Dane. There's some stuff on social media that I could not, um, I could not watch, and it's just for the fact that it's just it's still fresh. Yeah. So I can, I, I imagine how you feel. Yeah, it's, this particular part, Shaq. Was, I got it saved in the bookmarks. I'll come to it, you know, maybe yeah. a few weeks from now, maybe months, whatever, whenever I'm ready. Uh, but not right now. Not right now. Right. Uh, Shaq was, he was talking about, of course, how he received the news, and I won't go into that, but one of the things I got from his message, which I'll relay it because it was very strong and important, he was mentioning how, and, you know, people take it for granted. I know, I can honestly say sometimes I've taken it for granted where, people you care about people you love like you let them know every single time every single moment that you're with them uh that you love them and how much you care about them spend time with your close ones reach out to people you might not be close with but you know you love them and check on them and see how they're doing because we we always say you never know when is the last time you talk to them but Every day we're we are getting uh first hand first hand perspective of how true that is. And so yesterday what was yesterday? Yeah, I talked I talked with my mom and dad for like two and a half hours on the Man. phone. Which I've I've had conversations with them before that long, but it's been a while. Right. So they were what I think they were doing some puzzle at the house. They love doing puzzles. Yeah. So yeah, they and and for some reason, they like to do lion puzzles. Mm. Like this is the second puzzle they've done of a lion. It's majestic, bro. My mom's Leo, so I'm. Well, my mom's a Leo, so she loves lions. In gotcha. General, so, <laughs> gotcha. And then your pops is a Panthers uh, fan, so we're kind of like you know Panthers are cousins. So <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I talked with them on the phone for two and a half hours, and it was just and the time really flew by because. We're just catching up, and I mean, I try to talk to him every day, or if not every other day, shoot him a text if I can't get on the phone and talk. But little things like that are important. Yeah. So for those that are listening, just reach out to your loved ones that are close to you. Let them know that you care for them. Let them know that you love them so much because you know at a 
at a snap of the fingers, they they could be gone. So, yeah. um, man, that's uh that's convicting, cause uh, yeah, everything you said, it, the it mainly just the family piece. You know, you you and your family might have fallen out, or you just don't have a good line of communication with them. Like, I'm gonna go ahead and tell on myself, cause I'm a type of person. Uh, spend a lot of time on the phone at work every day. So the very last thing that I ever that I want to do when I get home is be on the phone. But death sometimes, and I it, it, I hate it. I don't know why it's like this, but death sometimes brings everything full circle. Um, including you know convicting you to you know reach out to your family members. So you know that's something I definitely need to work on. And then of course the other thing. When you brought up Shaq, uh, you know, Shaq, and I'm not saying, I didn't get to watch the special, but I, one of the things that came to my mind when I heard, you know, the first time he, you know, publicly spoke about it was, man, I am so glad that they got to squash the beef that they had. Oh, and man. That immediately reminded me, like, man, there's, you know, there's one particular person that I need to make a priority to reach out to and just, you know, let her know that even, you know, after all this time that we haven't spoken that, you know, you know, basically just apologize for falling out real close right. friends. So when you, when you were saying that, it kind of like made me feel like, man, right. I don't want to put myself uh, out I'm there right like there that, but you. I yeah. mean, if it helps, you know, two or three people say, you know, maybe I should, hit up, you know, a distant cousin that, you know, had a beef over some money or, you know, some something right. stupid, something small. It's not, it's, and most of the time, you don't even remember nope. what it was about. I don't. You just be like, man, whatever it was, it just doesn't even matter it's, it at don't. this point. It don't. <laughs> it don't. It doesn't even matter. And it's crazy because last episode, we talked about beefs. Or <laughs> Sports beef. It, it was a bunch of beefs. Yeah. Right. Sports beefs. All that. And like when things unfortunately with things like this have it takes situations like these to happen mm-hmm. for uh for you to sometimes realize that it wasn't really that serious it's never been that serious um it's, it's not even that serious and that that kind of goes towards the other thing uh when people talk about who the greatest when they compared Kobe to LeBron like all that I'm guilty I'm that good. yeah it, well yeah i am everybody is yeah. really but like stuff like that now it's just like dang, we're really arguing about that it's just instead of just it's in comparison yeah like like we used, used to tell me all the time about lebron because i for the longest for the longest i was never a lebron fan like never mm-hmm. like and it wasn't even so much as lebron it was more more than anything it was just as fans and i know there's bad fans in every you know fan base but right I remember no, they of, could they could be, be crazy. <laughs> one of the most enlightened one of the most enlightening things that you've ever told me was, and this might have been like 2009, 2010. It's definitely when the Heat were, I think maybe it was during their first. It definitely wasn't their first championship that they went to. It was the second one, the one they actually won, if I'm not mistaken. Um, when I told you, I said something along the lines of, you know. It, LeBron is, you know, not trash, but it's always Kobe over LeBron. And he's like, right. You know, it's not, a, and I'm paraphrasing what you said here, so I apologize if I didn't get everything. 
But you told me in short. You better get everything oh, yeah. I, You better get everything right that I said. Down to the syllables and the punctuation. Okay. You told me <laughs> in so many words, you just need to admire greatness. And so often we take, I mean, so often we've, over the past, we've, you know, put two players take against each granted. other. Yeah, put two players against each other and take it for granted, you know, in the name of displaced pride and, you know, humor in times. But I think I'm going to have a really hard time doing it again in the future because it just made me feel like a little bit shallow as as far as mm-hmm. something something so small as, as when I can just take the time to admire them versus pitting them against each other. I know, you know, yeah. I, you know, like, yeah, so, yeah. I was just going to say, I think it just, from the for the most part, it just comes from this generation. Not even this generation. I feel like that's always been a sports thing. Yeah. Where you compare errors, pe- player, the top player. It's just how it's always been. Um, who's the best? Who's the greatest? Like, the world, I feel like the sports world in general lives off debate. It's just how it's always been, but um, you could you can honestly say that you know it at times like this, it's just pointless. Or when things <laughs> right, when things like this happen, it's just like dang, this just everything can everything be great, <laughs> right? Can everything be great? But social media is hard to go on, and I didn't, I didn't. It took a while for me to. Uh, after I put my phone down when I first heard about it, I think it was like maybe an hour. I was just mm-hmm. on the couch, just sitting silently, just yeah. And it, it's just, man, it's just tough. I just think that it was uh in in light of the tragedy itself, you know, all of the the lives that were lost that day. It was it was kind of I appreciated the unity. It brought so many people together. And I know it's just such a small sample size, but everybody on Twitter, you know, was, it kind of just seemed like even in the midst of this happening, we still were able to, the best of out, the best of everyone was was brought out. And it sucks that it only happened through tragedy. I mean, not saying only happened through tragedy. It sucks that it appears that it came out of tragedy, but at the same time, like what, what other better time, you know, than to bring everyone's spirits up and to remind them, like, you know, there, there are much bigger things right. here to play. So. Right. And to go along with what you said about the social media, not even social media, just people in the world coming together in general, uh, you saw people go to the Staples Center, of course, and to memorial- memorialize Kobe and yeah. even Gianna on a couple of, uh, like, there, there are some amazing artists in Los Angeles that put up the mural so quick. Man. There's some great people. Uh, and then, you know, the different players in the league, even around the world, sports athletes, honoring Kobe, right. honoring Gianna, remembering the other victims and stuff like that with either changing their number. I think the NBA came out with a special way they're going to comm- commemorate uh, Kobe at the All-Star game. Right. I think LeBron's side is going to wear two for Gianna, and then uh, Giannis's side is going to wear 24. And then there's some special rules for this year's All-Star game to uh, honor Kobe Bryant. But I just think, yeah, in moments, you often see in moments 
in times like this, especially with icon like mm-hmm. Kobe, people coming together. We want to say to Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, John Altobelli, Carrie Altobelli, Alyssa Altobelli, Christina Mauser, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, and Ara Zobayan. And to the families, we send our love and support. May you guys rest in peace. Sending love to the close ones and those that are friends with the victims. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just tough, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there, man, as far as moving on. But it's still numb at this point. Yeah. It's still numb. I want to be the best. I want to be the best. Simple as playing. That's why I play the game. But to be the best, you have to win. And that's what drives me, drives me, drives me. He's the best player in the game. It's just that simple. There's nothing that Kobe Bryant can't do. He will defend your best player. He will shoot from the perimeter. He will get all in your muck. He will do whatever it takes. He is the most complete basketball player in the game today, bar none. He has an assassin's mentality. I said this week, I said this when the trade went down, and I'll repeat it again. Who's starving more for an NBA World Championship more than Kobe Bryant? There is no one. This guy is highly motivated for what separates Kobe. Okay, Dane, last week we kind of previewed the Super Bowl a little bit, but we saved our predictions for this episode. So um, any key matchups that you're looking forward to between the, the Chiefs and the Niners? My key matchup will be... There's a formation that the Chiefs use a lot. I've seen a number of, you know, pretty cool, you know, stats and, and data points over the last few weeks. I'm sure everyone has. But one of the coolest things I've seen was their personnel percentages or personnel percentage or personnel usage. And they have this formation, of course, where they'll have it'll be trips to the right or trips to the left. And Kelsey will be. On the opposite side is the lone uh, wide receiver. <laughs> no, exactly what you're talking about. My thought process is one because we're going to see that look so many times on Sunday night. The first time they do it is going to be a setup for something else, and we, we know this. This is, I mean, Andy Reid is notorious for just his offensive mind. But let me get to the point. You asked me the question like. Okay, here we go. So, boom. How will they use, how will the 49ers use Richard Sherman following or after the first time that personnel group or that formation is used? That's my curiosity. My curiosity is how will, will he be lined up, you know, following on the strong side of the formation? Weak side of the formation? So... That's I, that's what I want to see. So you, like basically, as far as them, will they go opposite of where Richard is? Use, use right Kelsey to bring right Richard Sherman so, out. Okay, exactly. So I, you know, we're gonna see a really good game, but I personally would just love to see. I don't want to see as beautiful as it is. I don't want to see you know a combined forty-five carries. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Right. <laughs> I don't want to see that. 
as selfish as that sounds, I apologize. Uh, I love running backs to death, but I think I, w- I would love to see these playmakers across the board, how they're going to match up. That's what I think. What about you? All that, all that, all that speed. Yeah, all that speed. World class. Uh, I, uh, I, I have two little matchups that I'm looking for that I kind of okay. just like going off the top of my head. I want to see which tight end balls out between because they. I saw a little interview during the little, I, and I didn't watch Super Bowl Media Day. They moved it to Monday, and you know it's a big show. Yeah. But I did catch like a quick uh, clip of uh, they had Kelsey and Kittle on stage together and talking to each other and stuff. So I, I just want to see which tight end has the better game. And I won't say that will lean win or loss to either direction, but I just, it's just fun. I don't think we've ever had a matchup like this where the tight ends are probably the best receivers on each side of the ball. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting to see how the defenses can – try to limit what they can do and then i kind of mentioned it last episode how san francisco or their defense kind of struggled against teams with mobile quarterbacks so they and i'll just a rundown they beat arizona 28 25 week nine they lost to seattle and russell wilson in overtime in week 10, okay. lost to, or they beat Arizona week 11, with a 10-point victory over Arizona. Okay. They lost to Baltimore and Lamar Jackson by three week 13, and they played a close one against Seattle, 26-21. And then those quarterbacks, so the first matchup with the Cardinals, um, Kyler Murray had 34 yards rushing, so he wasn't really that much of a threat. But I think just the 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 uh, threat of him being Bring able to have that option, right, plays. right, <laughs> extending plays. And if we know anything about Kansas City, that's where they make their bread. That's where they make their money. When mm-hmm. Mahomes is scrambling out of the pocket, and those guys in the secondary on the other side have to cover those speedy receivers for ten seconds, eleven seconds, twelve seconds. That's where they beat you. I think I mentioned Chris Harris talking about that at some point, how it's so hard to defend against Kansas City because Mahomes is such a threat running the ball, not even running it, just keeping plays alive for so long. Right. Uh, And then Lamar, when they played the Ravens, when the Niners played the Ravens, Lamar had 101 yards rushing. So I I think that could play a factor. Uh, towards the Chiefs, or for the Chiefs, an advantage for the Chiefs against the Niners defense. Um, I see like a trend of the Niners somewhat having a difficult time containing uh, mobile quarterbacks. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. So that's that's a, one of the biggest keys, I think, to the game in general. So Okay. I got, a, got something I heard. This one I heard today, I didn't realize it, but when you look at both of these teams and you look at both of the losses or not both of the team's losses, there's something that sticks out in every single one of those losses for both teams. What is that? Can you guess what it is? Uh, Okay. So the Niners lost to Seattle Mm -hmm. in overtime by three Mm -hmm. Baltimore 
by three, week 13, and then they lost to the Falcons by seven. Uh-huh. Then let's go to Kansas City. So Kansas City lost to the Colts by six, Texans by seven, Titans by three. All one possession games. All one possession games, Deontay. Yeah, that's why you got your own podcast, man, because you're smart. <laughs> um, they're talking about today on the radio or a number of radio stations listen to on the daily about how both teams, you know, their losses have come within one position. Typically, uh, one play has decided their fate um, in all their losses, which I think is pretty cool. But you think about a game like this where you have a you have two amazing quarterbacks one amazing defense the other amazing offensive weapons and the one thing they have in common is their losses you know by one possession so i don't think i would like to see you know a score for score pound for you know punch for punch you know them just trading blows the entire game but it, this just seems like a recipe for just, I don't know, I guess just a random event. Not saying like a blowout, you know, 14 or 21 points or anything like that. But it just seems like this, would, this of all games, this would be the game where it's decided by more than two possessions. I know mm. that's crazy, but it just, it be it seemed like the most unrealistic thing happening as we've seen. In, you know, so that's why, that's why you kind of think it like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to go with, the, the stats tell us, you know, this game is going to be decided by one possession, but it just seems too juicy. <laughs> it's too juicy to assume that this won't happen, you know. Right. So I just thought that was pretty cool. But I'm excited, bro. Me too, man. I'm excited. More, too. But more than anything, I'm hoping that everyone is healthy after this game because I would, I would love to see Tyreek Hill uh, compete in the 100-meter dash. Do you think he's really gonna do that? I think it's a good pot. Why not? You win. Um, let's say, put it this way: you win a Super Bowl, you're on top of the world. What else? Why not? Right? Yeah. Why not? So, plus we want to. I would. I mean, that's going to be one of the most outside of the Super Bowl. That's probably going to be one of the most watched events all year. Man, and it doesn't even. It doesn't even feel like we have. the Olympics this year, but it is like we, we do in a few months where we're a few, um, we're a few months away from I'm looking forward to the that. trials, the Olympic trials to, to, or the qualifiers. Like, right. So I, 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 which I got to make some, got to make some calls, man. Gotta, yeah. Some, some things like that. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Man, we really do. Brother, we brother. Really do. Nah, I got really you. Do. Things happen. Oh, for sure. Give me a drum roll, Dane. All right, my prediction for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I got Kansas City Chiefs, okay. thirty-four. San Francisco Forty ers thirty-one. I got the Chiefs by three. And I didn't even know that stat that you had just mentioned about all their games being mm-hmm. one-score games, mm-hmm. and that kind of leaned me towards making this score prediction. So I'm gonna go thirty-four, thirty-one Chiefs okay. and MVP Pat Mahomes. Mm, okay, I am going to go with 42, 42, 
to 32 with the 49ers mm-hmm. willingly <laughs> losing to the Chiefs. Oh. Um, yeah. My MVP, you know what? I'm going to go with uh I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill as the MVP one because why not? He is more than likely going to be involved in special teams. He's oh, more yeah. than likely going to be on the receiving end of some sort of reverse, screen pass, some sort of electrifying play of 40 plus yards or more. That's going to take place. Uh, I think it's, it's pretty cliche to give your MVP to the quarterback. We all know the NFL MVP is a quarterback award, but the Super Bowl MVP award. That's I mean, a good point. They can go to anybody. Hopefully. Well, it was the Edelman last year, right? Yeah, I believe so. So I think Tyreek, the one reason I say Tyreek Hill getting the MVP for the game is because he's, you know, he's a key special he's everywhere. contributor. Yeah. So if he gets involved, you know, some pretty good returns, some reverses, some rushes, maybe even some passes. Uh, I think he'll more than likely edge Patty Mahomes out. So, which isn't a bad right. thing. Pat, he got his own MVP. He's got the real MVP. Well, uh, he probably would have won the Super Bowl MVP too, but you know, you get the point. Yeah. So, we're both rolling with the Chiefs here. Yeah. I definitely think this is going to be one of the better Super Bowls <laughs> we've we've uh, watched in a while. So, I'm excited for that. Um, One thing that the Super Bowl is really known for is the commercials, mm-hmm. but I don't, I, I honestly, Dane, I haven't paid attention to the Super Bowl commercials in the last really? few years. Have you? You know what? Uh, I'm going to be 100% honest here. The only reason why I tune in for the Super Bowls, some most of the time is for the trailers, not so much the commercials. Uh, they're so funny. Those are extra. Yes. I, I yes. love the, the commercials. They're, those are cool. In fact, I seen the uh, Little Nas X, uh, the Re- Cool Ranch Doritos commercial. I think they're gonna show that one again, but that was pretty cool. Uh, hmm. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But I can't think of any. Think of any good. Mm, I can't think of any good commercial, or Only, I can't remember any. I'd have to watch. Hard, yeah, it's hard to remember one that I know was a Super Bowl commercial because Karina used to to. Repeated all the time is the Doritos one where the kid is like, "Don't touch my mama, don't touch, touch my, my Doritos." Doritos. <laughs> That's the only one I really remember, but yeah, I'm sure there'll probably be some ones that'll go viral for a few days, weeks. So, uh, speaking of trailers, have you did you see the Fast Nine trailer that dropped? Man, I seen <laughs> I, I didn't see the trailer. I seen a teaser, and I I uh... it wasn't by choice that I ran into that. It was kind of like autoplay feature when you connect to the Wi-Fi or from yeah. my phone, I have that. So that bad boy started playing. I was like, man, I ain't gonna spoil it for nobody. But I was like, now why the hell did yeah. that happen? Like, what what made them I, think it was a I good idea? I haven't watched Fast and the Furious since probably like four or five, to be honest. Okay. I don't think you're missing anything, I, G. It's, I'm not into that. I just I can't keep up. It's just getting more and more wild, and you know we've always made jokes about the next one being in space. Wouldn't be surprised if that happened soon. Uh, so, yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm I'm good on that. But what I will say is, though, 
one commercial that I, I love so far, of course, I already said it, the, the Doritos commercial, because uh, Little Nas X, you know, him climbing the fame that he has because of the song or songs. And then, right. of course, the on the opposite end of that commercial, you got my dog, uh, Sam Elliott. I'm, that name might not sound like anything familiar to anybody, but anyone who knows or has watched the movie Tombstone uh, knows who Sam Elliott is, a.k.a. Virgil. I don't even know who that is. Man, yeah, you're going to watch Tombstone. That's, it's a damn good movie. But uh, mm-hmm. one of the actors in it, Sam Elliott, he's he's a he's a he's a favorite. I, I'd say he's a lot of our parents. A lot of our parents love him. I, I will probably say he's an older dude, but he was in uh he was in Ghost Rider. He was in the first Hulk, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, not the one with Nick Nolte. Not. That's the one with Edward Norton, the uh, the very okay, first one they did in back. I haven't seen that one. Oh wow, this guy. Okay, then, and then of course the one in two thousand three is not the one with Ed, Ed Norton. Nah, bro, the one with Ed Norton. That's the sequel. That's the sequel to that one. What? What? Wait, what? Man. Yeah, bro. I wouldn't lie to you. The first, the first Hulk movie was in two thousand two or two thousand three. And it was called what? It was called Hulk. It was just Hulk. And then the, and then the are one you serious? With, the Incredible Hulk I'm is not the first Hulk? Nah, bro. I mean, Lou Ferrigno See, pretty much is the first Hulk. Of course there was somebody then. else. That was somebody. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the old school one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in 2003, there was Hulk. Yeah. And then they came out with the Incredible Hulk, and it was really a sequel to the Hulk? Or if, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, it was a sequel. I could be very what? wrong about that. And I apologize to anybody out there who's ashamed of me for being wrong about it. Um, okay, Hulk. I'm oh, you know what's crazy? Hulk. That's why I said Nick Nolte. Because Nick Nolte was in the original Hulk. He was in, not the original, he was in the 2003 version of the Hulk. I was wondering, I was like, where did I get Nick Nolte from? <laughs> Nick Nolte was in this Hulk, and of course Edward, or Ed Norton, was in okay. the second uh, Okay, in the 2003 Hulk, it was played by Nick Nolte. Oh no, who played Hulk? Eric Bana. What the heck? Yeah, bro. I am mind blown right now. You've never seen it? I've only seen the Incredible Hulk. Dang, bro. Uh hmm. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh Wow, but you've never you so you've never, dang. No, nobody ever talks about the other one. Took I mean, so you've never seen Eric Banner in anything? He was in no Black Hawk Down. Uh, he he was he played uh uh I see he played I, like, Hector I see and a Troy. picture of him now. He played Hector and I Troy. See, he accidentally I see killed. Him. Oh. But why have I not? My mind is what? I'm mind blown right now, Dan. I'm not even wow. joking. I don't know what to be shamed or. <laughs> Wait, <sighs> there's a Hulk and the Incredible Hulk. Anyway, wow, that I, I am the worst. That's crazy. Yeah, man. 
So, Dane, I I wanted to watch the Mike Vick documentary Man. today. I wanted to do it right before we started recording, but I started watching the Baylor girls basketball. Okay, and I just couldn't watch it in time. They they Not beat Texas decision. by twenty, by the way. But you happened to catch part one today. You had happened to watch it, and I'm going to watch it uh, after after we record here. So, to the best of your ability, can you kind of tell the listeners what it kind of what it's about? Of course, we know it's about Michael Vick, but what was part one? Man. Mainly the gist of. So I've heard so many people talk about it on Twitter. I try not to get on. To get yeah, I mean, I'm glad- can't really spoil something that happened, but. Kind of talk about what there's really there really aren't any rules. Well, there are rules for TV shows and movies, but I don't think there's any spoiler rules about documentaries. For documentaries, yeah. And plus, we kind of live that, so we right we're familiar with a lot of stuff. But the best thing about Twitter is Twitter will remind you sometimes when you forget, and I forgot Mm -hmm. they ESPN. uh, I forgot that ESPN planning was planning on putting this out. So when I seen all the tweets about Michael Vick last night, I was like, what the what the hell is this? 2004, why are everybody talking about Michael Vick online? Like, what's going on? So went to the search, like I, you know, did like I do all the time when I don't understand why something's trending. Went to the search and I seen, oh, okay, the Vick documentary. So I was like, all right, how am I going to watch this? I got to work. Boom. Pulled up the ESPN app. Uh, go to the watch tab. Log in with your, your credentials. If you don't have any credentials, Ask him, ask your mama, ask your cousin, ask your, your best friend for credentials <laughs> so you can get logged in there. Watch it. Two hours long, maybe 15 minutes worth of commercials, but they were short. But, man, uh, it basically takes you through, and I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't seen it, but it, it takes you through in chronological order. Uh, and it's a two-part series. The, the next one premieres on Thursday. I don't know what time, but, yeah, uh, ESPN, go ahead and cut me my check for the promo. But, the it takes you through a chronological order of the events or of the era we know of of or the the huge larger than life um I don't know the best way to put it, but basically Michael Vick. Pee Wee, high school, college, and then of course to the NFL. It gives us a breakdown. And this is a first hand account from him, uh childhood right. friends, his family, you know teammates, uh, journalists, basically everything that was going down. And it's, I love when they get the actual person involved. I love documentaries, especially ESPN, when they get the, the people who they, the documentary. That's like about. one of ESPN's best strengths, doing mm-hmm. 30 for 30. Like, mm-hmm. that was the best idea to do stuff like this. And yeah. These 30 for 30s are classics. But go ahead. Best, oh, yeah, I was about to get off on a tangent and tell you about my favorite one. Um, but that that broke one, whew, that was pretty. Yeah, broke that, that, the the Bo Jackson the one, pony the Bo Jackson one. Oh, yeah, and Express. the Pony Express, the greatest who never was. Uh, old yeah. buddy from was that Marcus Dupree? So many. man, from okay, so but, many good ones. My bad, but back to the back to the maybe another maybe another segment we'll cover that you know the yeah. greatest story for us. But this one is definitely going to be for me at least. It's already there in my top five now. But it just talks about the history of uh, with Michael Vick and, you know, ultimately what, how his demise developed or the, the lack of accountability, uh, which created a monster. And, you know, that's not to put any shift, any blame 
on anybody else because he's, of course, responsible for his own actions. But it's pretty good. And there's a lot of elements that they didn't get to, get to touch up on. And one of the more fascinating things that I think is it, it'll be eye opening and it'll teach a lot of people just the the history behind the NFL and the stigma that exists um, behind black quarterbacks. That was one of the things that a, mm. a theme that kept coming up. So they had Donovan McNabb on there talking about it. They had a few. Uh, segments from Tony Dungy, which I had no idea. I did not know. I apologize to the football fans. I, I did not know that Tony Dungy was a college quarterback. I had no idea. Uh, oh, I don't think I knew that either. Okay. Well, and we're a sports <laughs> podcast. Well, yeah, exactly. I was like, wait we a minute. We don't know everything. Yeah, I was like, Tony Dungy played both ways in college? Like, DB and a quarterback? No, he was a quarterback and then he switched to DB when he yeah. was a pro. So, it. Very, very, very controversial topic, um, but they broke it down, and they—I don't even—I don't think they scratched the surface about that. So, oh yeah, I gotta. I'm about gonna, to check that. There's out gonna be more sure. to it, but man, it's a pretty good documentary, and it's two hours, right? Yeah, With, well, two hours without the commercials. Well, it had a little bit of commercials, but no, it'll fly by. But it was really good. Okay, you'll enjoy it. Recommend anybody watch it. Um, but the best thing that when you're an athlete and you mess up, the best thing you can do is hold yourself accountable. Be honest, and, and it seems like he's done without yeah. without me watching this. I feel like even in life in general, he's oh done yeah, that and, oh yeah. Uh, even though there are people who still don't forgive him for what he's done, but yeah. I feel like you know he he's paid his debt to society and he's made a change in his life. Oh yeah, what he's done. So salute to salute to Vic, and most definitely I'll be checking that thirty for thirty out. Speaking um, of check then, thirty for thirty out. What's up with this? Uh, what's the progress on the Star Wars, bro? We ain't checked in on it in a few episodes. So that's, that's on me for not holding you accountable. But I'm, yeah, I would assume that you probably fell off. But what's, what's up with that? Hmm? I definitely fell off. And to those that are listening, I am a horrible, horrible, uh, disgusting, filthy Star human Wars being. review. <laughs> yeah, all of those things. Wow. I'm gonna have to maybe ask. Maybe I could do like. Uh, I don't know how I could. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to figure out something about that in the future, Dane. Might have a little segment like where I, I don't know. I don't know yet. I'm going to think of something, though, because I'm slacking on that part. I dropped the ball. I'm not even going to lie. I dropped the ball. Incomplete pass. Uh-huh. Okay, bro. Incomplete pass. But uh, you said you just got back from the movies, Dane, and look, you've seen everything that I have not seen yet. And so you went to see Bad Boys for Life, which I've yeah. honestly heard mixed mixed reviews on. Some people say it's great. Some people say it's not great. Some people say it's aight. Without, of course, giving away everything. Because my weekend is so packed. But I don't know if I have time this weekend. But I really want to go see it. And for the listeners that haven't seen it, get just give your opinion about about the movie. Yeah, I think it was great. Uh, you're gonna wonder when you first watch it. You're gonna wonder like, hmm, how's this gonna be any better from the last one? How are they gonna reap? There's only one thing that I'm not satisfied about, and it has nothing to do with anything that took place in the movie. It's sort of like a callback that I wish would have happened. But mm-hmm. you're, I recommend seeing it sooner than later, so you don't see any get to exposed any spoilers or anything like yeah. that. But I liked it. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. It was really good to me. I'm gonna put it at a solid. 
going to go 8.5 out of 10. Ooh, that's high. I like that. Yeah, that gets me excited. And I trust I trust you in your movie opinion. So. Yeah, yeah. And I'm an action junkie as far as movies are concerned. Yeah. So, uh, we, we love I had, action movies. Did I tell you I had Karina watch Bad Boys 1 and 2 with me last week? Yeah, she had not seen them before. I've, oh, saw them. I've seen them. So, so that was her first her time cut. seeing Karina. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. am. Her, we have different appalled. we have different tastes. We have different tastes in That's a movies. classic though, man. That's I, a classic. I know. Bro, I know. You hear the break of my voice. That's a <laughs> classic. Come on. I know. Trust me. And if you're oh. listening to this right now, Karina, you should feel it. You should be ashamed. <laughs> so we watched those on Netflix. Netflix clutch for that. I didn't know they would have both on there. Both were on Netflix. What? So you don't you own them on up... DVD? Bro. Oh, no, bro. Man. No, man. We got it on Oh, Blu-ray. I was about to say. No, we got both of them on Blu-ray, though. Uh, if you haven't watched or you need a refresher on one and two, they're on Netflix. So yeah, do that. We got to do that. Um, But, yeah, Dane, I think, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. We want to say thank you again. Appreciate to... y'all. Everyone that listens and lends their ears to us. Uh, if you don't hear this from anyone else, just look, just contact somebody. Just get in touch with a close family member. Yeah. Tell them you love them. Tell your friends you love them. Um, just hug someone. Kiss someone. Preferably someone you're close with that wouldn't mind you doing yeah, that yeah. to them. But just just tell somebody you love them. and. Show appreciation for those around you and be appreciative of the moment that you're in. Uh, because like we've learned and seen over the past few days, life can life can be here and then, here and then gone. Yeah. For sure. Oh, um quit, my brother. Quit. Thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, and fittingly so Dane, I talked to you about this earlier. This is our eighth our eighth episode, wow. and of course, uh, the icon Kobe Bryant Don eight earlier in his career. So, this episode is dedicated to Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, and all those victims that lost their lives on Sunday. And our thoughts and prayers are with the families again, mm-hmm. definitely to uh, to get through those tough times and. Other than that, my brother, I will catch you on the flip side. Yep. Yep. Will do, man. Well, uh, Kobe, love you. Everyone affected by this tragedy, just make sure that you know, do what the message said. Bro Talk, uh, it's been a pleasure and it's been an honor uh, laying out these podcasts with you, man. You know, 8,000 more of these bad boys. Yeah. Yeah. Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, John Alabelli, Carrie Alabelli, Alyssa Altabelli, Christina Mauser, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, Ara Zobayan. Rest in peace.